0: Alliance Communications for CBS Primetime. He's from the Canadian wilderness.
1: What are you? A flying boy scout or something? Constable Benton Fraser, Royal Canadian mounted Police. I am perfectly capable of handling myself in any situation. Oh.
0: I am a Mountie. The others from the wilds of Chicago.
1: Down here, you make your own cases and they turn you into a bicycle cop. Hang on. <laughs> Chicago, PD pal, don't make me use my gun. That's it. That's my gun. Don't make me use it. Do you mind if I, uh... Go for it. Good
0: morning, Mr. Mustafa. Mr. Campbell. He's very polite. Good morning, Mrs. Garcia. The other, persistent.
1: Why does this have to be my life? Monkeys, dogs. Come on, Ray. We're coming. You hook up the sled.
0: Together, they solve crimes the old-fashioned way.
1: Frazier!
0: Three! Deuce out.
1: Oh, no, that is disgusting. You have to arrest me. For what? I can't tell you that. Did you know that he pins his wallet to his underwear? Cool. Ah! Excuse me.
0: The day I take help from a boy like you, the day I'll put this to my own head. Before he crossed
1: into Canada, he'd killed two FBI men, a state trooper, and a highway patrol officer. I'm insured. He killed every cop that got close to him. You see any squad cars? I want to hear about it before they get here. Get clear! I said get clear!
0: The comedic lightning-paced action-adventure series produced by Lions Communications for CBS Primetime. The best from the north meets the cop from Chicago.
1: Hey, who's the toughest guy in the whole wide world? Benton Fraser, RCMP.
0: And this is my wolf. I thought that was a wolf. Looked like a wolf.
2: Yep. Do South. Let's go. This is TV Donut. You're listening to TV Donut, the podcast where myself, Piers Ray, my co-host, Saskia Werner. Hey, hello. And Hannah Davies. Hi. Thanks for marking your voices there, gals. Uh, we take shows selected at random from Hannah Davies' master spreadsheet. We watch the pilot. We watch a finale, usually just in the first season. We try to figure out what happened in between. Today, we watched Dew South.
3: Yes. Hey, yes. Canada. Canada. Ninety four, but is this a Canadian show? What network yes. did, was it broadcast on? Yes. Uh, did it air in America?
2: It's 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 on CTV and CBS.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it was a one of those. They also do that with Rookie Blue. There are a few kind of procedural Canadian dramas that are um, co aired on American and Canadian networks, but yes. mostly paid for with American money, basically.
2: That was the story here. They kind
3: of pull the strings. Mm. Uh, Did you guys know about this show? Before this? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Of course.
2: This was, like, huge when
3: I was a kid. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You were a younger kid than me, but I avoided it so hard because I just, I honestly thought it was offensive to Canadians. I don't know why. Like, watching it now... I honestly don't have any complaints. No, I no. have none. I thought this was great. It's awesome. Yeah, this but is a great show. I don't know if it was the way they marketed it or the fact that maybe I didn't obviously did not know that um, the lead's father is dead. So, like, all those jokes and stuff that he's making aren't actually seen by anybody else. But right. I, in the commercial, you would just see him just like, Yes! Being ridiculous, right? In, in a mountain uniform. And I would be like, I, well, this is what you're showing Americans in 1994? <laughs> like, what, what we're like? Like, yeah. I was so mad at this show, having never watched a minute of it. Uh, yeah, so, it turns out I could be wrong sometimes. That's, that's hilarious. what I want to say.
2: Uh, I never watched it because when I was a kid, I wasn't into Because you were eight years old. So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It'd be very strange. I so. liked his
2: dog in the ads. Yes. The ads are always action-packed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, of
3: course, it was action, and then it was Gordon Pinsent, like American Canadian treasure, like mm-hmm. saying something ridiculous in a Mountie uniform, and me cringing on the inside, being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe people see this." And now, for Paul four Gross years,
2: is a Canadian icon.
3: Absolutely, and I was so impressed to see that not only is he the star of this show, but he created it. He writes it. I did not know that. I thought no, was no, just, not
2: Paul Gross.
3: He didn't create it?
2: Paul Haggis created it.
3: Oh! Yeah, he created it I thought he was just an executive it. producer.
2: Uh, no, he's the creator. I for... believe you. You did the research. Oh. Now nah, I'm doubting myself.
3: Well, like, listen, we're kind of iffy on Paul Haggis. Yeah. He uh, he turned on the Church of Scientology, which I am pro. Yeah, yeah. But then he was recently accused of some sexual assault. Oh, shit. Nonsense, which we are against. Oh, dear. uh, So he's a
2: real mixed bag. He's
3: Canadian, so it's a tough one for him. Uh, Every time his name popped up in both credits, I was like, oh, yeah.
2: I had not heard (laughs) about either of those stories. I didn't know he was a Scientologist. Yeah,
3: for a long time. Wow. And, uh, yeah, then he got out, and he was one of the first celebrities. He wrote this amazing article. You can look it up, guys. Um, I think it was, like about 10 years ago and mm-hmm. published it about everything that Scientology is up to and, and he thought that his friends in the church would come with him once they knew what was happening and they all turned their back on him
2: of course they did
3: yeah and I, I don't know the details of the sexual assault accusation so I won't get into that
2: right but we just there one has been levied
3: and it wasn't great yeah anywho sorry I thought no. maybe I was switching their names because they're both Pauls which must have been no. so annoying on set
2: I, I'm quite certain. Yes, yes, I'm quite certain. Created by Paul Haggis, right? Yeah. Okay, we're good.
3: But he didn't. Did he, so? Yeah, he probably wrote the pilot as well. The, the pilot. pilot is kind of like a TV movie. It's a movie. It, it right? was
2: a TV movie on its own. Yeah. And when it aired in the United States on CT on CBS, it had surprisingly good ratings. Yeah. Or, how does IMDb put it? Better than expected ratings. Yeah. Like super low praise, but also like, oh, this TV movie did good enough that we're going to find two seasons of a show.
3: It looks amazing. Yeah. I was and so just happy. it's the freaking scenery. The, to see so yeah. much of the Northwest Territories. Yeah. It's something we barely get to watch on TV, so it's really cool when... It's well photographed. Well, I mean, it's hard not to. It's so stunning up yeah. there,
2: and it's playing itself. And I don't know. It's like it's it's not standing in for Alaska. Which no, and nice. it's
3: all green screeny. Like it's oh, like that's right. They're really shooting it. It's really cool. All right, let's talk about the pilot, which is called Pilot because it was actually a TV movie, so it doesn't have a title. Is it just Do So? <laughs> yeah. After the murder of his father in the Yukon, Fraser, an RCMP constable, follows the killer's tracks all the way to Chicago. Where he meets Ray, a Chicago PD detective. Together they continue their search for the truth and justice.
2: Hmm. Sounds pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good plot.
3: Yep. Very precise. It was uh good though. I felt like it was long. It definitely felt yeah. long. It, there was parts where I was like it was dragging a bit. But there was just, like so I'd many like it to be a slightly nice montages and these so many amazing music choices like Throwing some crash test dummies in there. That blew yeah. my Throwing mind. Throwing in some Sarah McLaughlin. It was like so 90s. Oh, I loved I loved it. All right, let's talk let's about the plot. We start in the mountains. Beautiful white snow. A lone uh, figure
2: climbing his way upwards. With
3: the aforementioned Gordon Pinson, uh. who is Canadian treasure. And he goes and digs something. What was it? it? No, was it the person it- that was buried? When he was later reading out of the diary, and he said he buried them there that day. Oh, maybe 1960, but I wasn't sure. It was definitely not clear. I don't think maybe it matters. He, like, yeah, why would he go back there to dig him up? It was very yeah. I, I agree. He, he did clear. say he was going to tell him one day. The only thing I only when he read that diary that's. The, that just made me think of it because I didn't looked, know what it was. Like, eyes, but it, I don't think it was even clear that there was eyes. Like,
2: it, just to throw a little context on what we're talking about here, yes, because we're referring to stuff that's coming way down the line. This is our main character's father, also a Mountie, who is digging up a body. No, we, we don't know. We're not sure. We he, don't he's know. digging it, stuff, something whatever. out of the snow in like a, a very rural mountain.
3: Yeah, it could be an animal carcass. Yeah. He could be that would looking for sense. the caribou. Yeah, That would It'd make be sense, caribou.
2: because the death of all these caribou is like such a recurring plot point.
3: And what we find out later is that he might be out there looking for evidence, because he's decided that he's going to do something about it. Yeah. Maybe. Right.
2: I think he was going to.
3: But he hears a gun cock, which has got to be the scariest noise when <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere. He cannot see the shooter, so he just starts speaking to him, and he says, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mountie. You kill me, they will hunt you to the ends of the earth. Yes.
2: And he gets shot and collapses and tumbles down Bleeds through the So much
3: so that the blood is still there. So when did you see that his son goes just, back. Yeah. thief just jumps in the blood. I was like, like that's yep. not a police dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's evidence, son. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And then we flash over to Fraser, uh, who is headed over the pass on a dog sled because uh-huh. the snowmobiles are frozen and... Entire room of co workers think he's completely lost his shit, but he has to get his man who uh, f- did too much fishing. Yeah. Four
2: tons of fishing. Yeah, of, By blowing fishing. them up. Would, yeah. like, yeah. Dynamiting a river and then yeah. scooping up the salmon with a backhoe? Uh,
3: Jesus. <laughs> dynamiting the river was just an expression. No, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he, he
2: has. Oh, yeah. You can
3: actually do it. I didn't think they meant actually with dynamite. Wow. That's even worse. Yeah, so his boss. I didn't get a lot of the people's names besides uh, it was, Gerard. Gerard. Well no, that wasn't Gerard. It was his is giving him a I'm hard a time and and he's like, you know, it's just fish. Like how much extra fish could it be? Was that Gerard? And yeah. then okay.
2: he says how much in the bus times. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, good job man. And I then he good tells them "Oh, well, we
3: gave him away to some tribal elders <laughs> and, and uh yeah, and he is handsome. Yes. Like Paul I, Gross? I know Paul Gross like so much as kind of like an adult. I don't know. I've only seen him maybe post-40s, really. Interesting. Uh, and he's still like, you know, he's a good-looking man. I'm right. not saying he's like lost it in his old age or anything, but he's so chiseled in this. Yes. Yeah. He really reminds me of uh, someone that you guys don't know, but Jason Street from Friday Night Lights.
2: You're right. I like, don't know
3: him. The, I do not. the <laughs> face. Like, they were, they could be twins. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. He looks... He looks like Dudley Do <laughs> No, like
3: because that just makes me healthy. think of Brennan Fraser, who is not sexy. What Brennan <laughs> Fraser is
2: so sexy? Okay,
3: dear God. I'm like, you can I'm, have it. That's fine. Everyone can be attracted to different kinds of men.
2: I'm just saying, Brendan Fraser deserves more than He's he kinda gets. He's kind of hot in the Mummy. There you First go. That's when he's at his most ripped. Or George of the Jungle. It
3: came out. Love that that movie. Watched it so many times. Maybe that'll be the next on the wheel. Oh my goodness, it might just be. Okay. Haven't seen it in so long. Theme sold by Weird Al. Anyway. So, we immediately (laughs) go from this, like, kind of happy, jokey scene where it's like, he saved the day and he's, like, rogue cop. Uh, and then we find out, well, your dad's been murdered. Right? Yeah. And then he's got to fly over there to find out what happened. And we find out he hasn't spoken to him since Christmas. So they're not the kind of, like, father-son that talk on a daily basis. Do we know what day it is? What I guess not. It... No. I mean, when he goes to Chicago, is there snow? It's no. It's been
2: four months since Christmas. Oh, okay. They last spoke four months previously. Awesome. So it's, that's a long time to go without talking to a parent. Yeah Because yeah. they don't They don't have a bad history And they're they not long that great. far away
3: From each other I no. think they're
2: both Just career cops Yeah Like totally dedicated To the job
3: And he later tells Ray Who he's gonna meet In Chicago that, that his dad's His only family So I think a lot of times Moms are kind of The connector Yeah And once mom's gone Maybe you don't get Those phone calls As much you know
2: We don't hear a lot About his mother But she becomes Very no. important later Yes she does Oh, Oh, in the donut. No, not in the donut. Not so much in the donut, just in the rest of the series, above and beyond. Interesting. Also dead. Yes. Yes. Just in case you're wondering why so she, she hasn't she... come up, why she's not mentioned or around.
3: Mm-hmm. So Gerard basically tells Frasier what happened. Uh, they don't know why his dad was up there. His last case was closed weeks ago. He gives him the bullet, and he says, you know, we've tracked, there's no evidence of foul play, probably just a hunter who didn't know what they were doing or didn't know that they shot him kind of thing. He right? Straight bullet. Which none of us are going to buy. No. It sounds like some bullshit.
2: Can I just say, I love <laughs> how much of the stuff they set up at the beginning here comes back at the end. Him using the dog sled and to like his old ways, overcoming the new ways of the snowmobiles yeah. is the whole big climax. That line about the hunter you just mentioned yeah. is then repeated basically yes. by another hunter It's at the, the end. best! And yeah, he like, also insane.
3: repeats his father's last line yes at which the was end. terrifying
2: because I don't know about you guys I was convinced he was going to get shot no yeah. I mean I know well, from... we know he's
3: definitely not going to get shot we know he's well, not going to die get killed. he gets shot he's got he's got like, like every five seconds yes. it seems like Oh my God. looks like he's it. taking a lot of bullets <laughs> around here uh, yeah no totally I agree this is really good writing Bill Paul Haggis is a good writer
2: he's a really solid writer <laughs> he's
3: probably one of the best Canadian writers
2: we lost him but we lost him Oh,
3: well. Anyway, so for a transfer. Yeah, well, first he finds the dead elk. Oh, yes. And he runs into his friend, who I just, I'm gonna, I kept calling him Caribou Man. I looked him up on IMDb, doesn't have a name. He's not. He's like something hunter.
2: Yeah, he's not an essential part by any means. He's like, a huge
3: he's part. He should have a sorry, name. He's. They he has come three together three scenes. He has to himself. He's
2: never going to come back
3: in this show. Agreed, but in reality, but this was only a movie at was, the time. Exactly, he would say his name at least once. Be like, hi, I'm.
2: But what's the point of getting his Chris. name? Chris? Uh, the,
3: the point is, they have these like really. Intimate conversations, and he asks him for help. He like, have he would know his name?
2: I don't know. I don't think it's he's he's. You got to remember, he's hostile. Frazier is Frazier. the most polite. Person. The hunter doesn't
3: care. No, but he would he ask. He his wants name. nothing
2: to do with this guy.
3: No, he comes and helps him the second time. Well, no, not they get into a fight. Anyways, we're not making sense. You're not being helpful. Okay, so Caribou Man, who doesn't have a name, uh, a name. shows up. <laughs> And uh, tells him that the okay, he tries to take the dead caribou, and he says, "You know, did you, did you kill that?" Yeah. And he says, "No, he drank too much."
2: Yeah.
0: This is mine. You want meat, Mountie? Go to a supermarket. You kill them?
1: Nope. Seen any hunters come through here?
0: Yeah. They kill them? Nah. No. Then who? nobody just drank too much
3: so Fraser decides to take one to the coroner and find out um how they died yeah. and the coroner's like well yeah take a couple days a few days but I'll yeah I'll do it
2: and we don't we know something's up here because he says he didn't kill but we don't know that there's anything actually wrong yeah right because it could, we at this point we think it could be poison, could have been killed by anything. I took it
3: literally that they were, like, so thirsty much that they drank themselves to death. Like, that, but obviously we need to find out why they would do that, because yeah. that's not normal behavior. I yeah.
2: I actually took it as just this hunter being like, ugh, RCMP up in my territory trying <laughs> to steal my,
3: get out of here. I yeah. wasn't sure what the water meant to you there. Anyway, we'll we'll tell you guys mm-hmm, if you haven't mm-hmm. watched along, it's going to come back around again. Yes, very but much. But in the meantime, he questions his pilot, who's having a fight with his wife on the phone about a new fridge.
2: A lot and of that in this <laughs> show, by the way, Which like a lot of little comic sketches written into scenes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this. Yeah, didn't get the new fridge. She wants foot powder. By the end of the scene, oh, like she's just going yeah. on the CB the entire time that he's having this conversation with. Yes, and they're also
3: making jokes about how they know these hunters that he's looking for are American because they were wearing brand new boots, driving a jeep, yeah, carrying massive guns, and they shot too much and had to leave early. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, oh yeah, those guys are from Chicago, here you go, here's their names. So, pretty easy to find out, which is great. Yeah. I guess when you live in like a small community like that, uh, everybody knows everything. Yeah. Or somebody knows something. Eventually, right? Yeah. So then we go to the funeral, which Sounds was like. beautiful. And we get to hear a lot about Bob Frazier, who was an amazing cop. He was a, a hero. hero to everyone, everyone respects
2: him. He's set up as being the ultimate Mountie.
3: Yeah. They talk about <sighs> how they've sent the names to Chicago, but they know the Chicago PD won't do shit about it.
2: So, of course, Frazier requests the transfer down yes, there to and investigate. To, to,
3: to in which his boss is like, uh, you couldn't hack it in Moose Jaw for more than five weeks because it was too urban for you? Like, you're going to get killed in Chicago. <laughs> but his boss's boss is like, let him go. Do it uh, job." Bob. Yep. Yep.
2: And his boss's boss is, still at the end of the episode, one of the good guys. And yes, yes. he's yep.
3: the one whose name I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know if he did. He get he a, name? a name. He must have. We probably saw it on a nameplate somewhere. Yeah,
3: I'm sure he had a name, but it's not Gerald, and no. we don't know it. So we're just going to call him Boss's Boss. But he's, he's pretty the, angry. He's the head Mountie. It seems at first. It's
2: Gerard, though, isn't it? Not Gerald.
3: Gerard. Gerard. Oh, sorry. Did I say Gerald? Just I meant checking. Gerard.
2: Just checking. Yeah. Okay. No, it's
3: Gerard for sure. So, then we get this cute travel scene where he goes in full uniform, which I guess isn't that strange. I mean, we see American service people travel in uniform.
2: Yeah.
3: If I was a Mountie, I would not wear that hat. No. If I didn't have to.
2: I would absolutely wear the full uniform. I assume that's the thing, right? They're Uh, proud of it,
3: probably. To me, it's like, wow. That makes my head look even more (laughs) different than it already is. It
2: does seem like a bit much.
3: And he's, like, was shown as being, like, so naive, which this kind of frustrated me, because, like, there's a difference between... Kind and being stupid. Yes.
2: Now, did you think he was being... Yeah, I... You're referring specifically, I think... To, to the $100. A, the guy who comes up to him clearly as what seems to be like a scammer.
3: Yeah. yeah. A guy in a panic. Or a junkie. Or saying a he ju- needs money for his sick son and how... Yeah. You know, yeah. So he gives him 100 bucks. But also the cab thing. Like, he just... Promising th- to pay him back. He gives away his cab to each person behind him because they're like you know, older or less, I don't know, if they have a kid with them or whatever. And it goes right. on for so long that there's no cabs left and he has to walk into the city. Like, just, I don't know. I, and and I, no, at one point I, he looks I, behind I, him there's no one there. He tries to get, he's kind of like, okay, I'm going in. And, and, and as he's picking up his bag, some douchebag zooms steals past the him. the taxi. Yeah. Steals the taxi away. But the worst one the worst of those one. three.
2: Absolutely. Is
3: the pemmican.
2: That one was... Because like, that's the one that makes it look stupid. They're asking for money. He had that hundred dollars on him at that point. Yes, yes. gave it to the junkie. Gives the people gives them
3: deer meat and fat because drink it water. Be it'll expand in your stomach. Like, like, that's solid the advice, one.
2: but dumb as hell.
3: That's the one I thought was really? it was very yeah. strangely, very dumb, idiotic. Yeah,
2: that one felt like uh, super slapsticky. Yeah, it was way out of place. But I didn't mind him giving the money to the junkie. I didn't think he was being stupid about it. I think he's just like, well, I can't take the chance. If the kid's sick, I want to help.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine.
2: That one was it.
3: not as bad, I didn't think. It wasn't the pemmican one. I think that really annoyed me. The cab was, like, kind of a funny joke, but...
2: Yeah, but what do they You know
3: is... As soon just, as he it's, turns
2: his back, they're going to throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to eat
3: raw meat out some dude's it.
2: pocket? Not raw meat.
3: Yeah. No, no it's it definitely, definitely cooked. Can you even bring that into the country? <laughs> well, That's a great look, what Ra- look what Ray later brings into Canada.
2: You know what? This is 1994.
3: Exactly. You can this do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so he goes to the precinct looking for the officer in charge, and all the cops tell him he's back in the cell. So he goes back there, and he blows Ray's cover, Ray's in the cell, pretending to be a criminal, yeah. trying to get another criminal to sell him illegal garments And, obviously, he misreads the situation and just starts talking to him about the case, and Ray is super pissed off.
2: And rightfully so. But it's really his
3: co-worker's fault.
2: That's true. They just sent him in there without any word...
3: No, they they did that on purpose, to fuck with him.
2: To fuck with Ray? Or yes. To fuck with, well, to both fuck with, of them, well, probably. yeah.
3: Mostly Ray, though, I think.
2: I think so. I get the sense Ray isn't necessarily... He doesn't seem well-liked by police no, or criminals. Doesn't.
3: No, exactly. Uh, he's like one of those don't-get-a-lot-of-respect kind of characters.
2: I mean, I kind of like that, because it's cool to see an undercover agent who's kind of a Weasley little I feel like he's type. a
3: strange... Ch- I was thinking about this the whole time, and I don't have any issue with him. I think he's great. But he seems like a strange choice for a lead in a show. And then I think it was 1994. Like, there was a big difference between TV actors and movie actors. Whereas now, this part would be played by, like, Ashton Kutcher or something. Like, God, you know what I mean? Or not... Someone of it, that it would be caliber, like a, a caliber a, fame nah. level
2: totally <laughs> some, some famous comic like I don't know actor.
3: this actor and I don't know what he did after this like that's the guy that, that's he, the question right
2: uh, just for his sake the actor's David marciano and and he's
3: great he's, he's super great. funny yes.
2: and you probably saw him on the shield but yeah what was his other big he's thing. like
3: kind of balding he's like not super attractive definitely not uh yeah so it's just like it's a weird And then you're like, oh yeah, it's the '90s. Everyone on TV looked like this in the '90s. (laughs) Paul Gross just happens to be extremely handsome, and that's why Paul
2: Gross has a movie career.
3: Yes, (laughs) not really. I think he's like written and directed all his own movies. Did he? What about Men with
2: Brooms? (laughs) Yeah, he did direct. Oh, he did. I think he has a movie
3: career because he made it for himself, which is great. Good
2: enough. He's good enough. Yeah,
3: that's amazing. Okay, so uh, the whole thing about the guy with. Sell. He tells him he has. A, oh, so Ray is like super glib about the Mountie who has been murdered. Yes. And uh Frasier's like, "That's my dad." Yeah. And
2: he he's like, "Oh." And that
3: immediately flips him, which is how we know Ray's a good guy. Yeah. Like, okay, that was a dick move. I should not have acted like that. Very mean. And then he's like, "By the way, your garment guy has a hole in his shoe."
2: Yeah, he's so, not a garment guy. You know, he
3: later finds out he's actually a cop. Yeah. He's trying to entrap Internal him. Internal affairs. He's
2: trying to entrap Ray for entrapping people. Yes,
3: for entrapment. Exactly. Which
2: is, Ray's like a cut corners guy. <sighs>
3: Hilarious.
2: He wants results, and he's after the right people, but he yeah. cheats. Exactly, he yeah. cheats. Uh He cheats.
3: Fraser goes to his new job. Didn't get this boss's name either. He seems completely incompetent. Is that what we're supposed to get from the scene? That he doesn't actually know what the job entails? This was a
2: great scene. It was
3: really strange. It was because. Frazier's job
2: is as the liaison at the consulate, the Canadian consulate in Chicago.
3: Yes. Now, here's how many American cities have a Canadian consulate in them.
2: I would say several.
3: I probably... You think so? I I would say most of the major
2: cities... I feel like it would be like one
3: per country. That's how I would think of it. But I guess America's huge.
2: And also we have such an important relationship with them. I feel like they have to cover a few things. It seems
3: super weird to me that that's a real thing, but I could be definitely wrong about that.
2: It seems weird to me that most of his job is standing still outside. Well, that's just because Leanne's
3: mad at him. That's not his real job. right. Yeah. That's
2: right. He's just in We'll get to (laughs) her. She was an interesting character. Yeah, I don't
3: think that's really his job. I think she's just punishing him. There's definitely one in Chicago. Oh, there, there we look go. look to be several. There you go. Okay, so D.C., Chicago, New York, probably Boston, L.A. There's got to be some on the West Coast. Yeah,
2: I'm just thinking like the biggest cities. Texas, somewhere in Texas.
3: Weird. Yeah, 18, eighteen looks like there's eighteen. 18 in consulates. my mind, there's like I one. Think all of the cities you've said are, there is one. So there must be. Uh, so we need to get one of those jobs.
2: I... <laughs> I a fun job. I would love to work at a consulate.
3: They, uh, they are mostly only... Well, I know the German embassy is usually open from like 9 to 12. It's only open for three hours. Seriously? Yeah, and actually, yeah, in all the cities that's, in this country.
2: Guys, we gotta do that government job test. Oh, well, come Like,
3: we're paying for all those people's salaries. Yeah. So, yeah. like, maybe... We can only afford for them to work three hours a
2: day. Oh, no, they get full salaries. <laughs> They're still paid very well.
3: Oh, so yeah. great. They okay, were... I've been proven wrong again. Great. Okay. So, boss dude is useless. We only see him, really, in this one scene. And He's
2: set up as being totally ineffectual. He
3: hates Americans. Uh, he talks about how, you know, they, we got to use our, our reputation for being kind against them. Like, they think they can say whatever they want in front of us and, like, nothing's going to happen. But, right. like... Let You're them listening. underestimate us. Yeah, exactly.
2: And he—he's also an idiot, though.
3: Yes. Then he's just like, "Well, Leanne will tell you what to do," and she is so pissed because she has been working there for four years getting his dry cleaning, even though she's a cop. Yeah. And she wanted that job so bad, and all of a sudden he just gets it because he wanted it. Like it's bullshit, you know again it's like a woman who's standing up for herself who got passed over who was like no like I deserve this job and
2: I, I don't care
3: what you say I'm gonna work to get you fired yeah well <laughs> I liked her
2: it's a huge insult that she's like tasked with they helping him set up that his that they office. don't
3: think she's quite ready for the job yeah, I didn't know what was happening when she was like, "And this is your stapler, and this is your pencil sharpener." I was like, <laughs> "This is a really weird." Like,
2: yeah, she keeps just throwing this intro stuff on to the desk. someone's
3: job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it and was very It became apparent that she's very angry, which is totally fair, and at least she's honest about why she's very angry. My real only donut question is like, a like, are they friends now, and b like, did they ever hook up in the donut? Because I feel like there was some chemistry in the scene of like. Mm, they might fall in love later. Yeah. But then, in the finale, we get all this bullshit about Victoria, so who knows, like, how long that's been going on.
2: There's definitely chemistry later in the same episode. Like, when he's all down and out, and she's walked, yeah, like, peering she into his office. Them. She mm-hmm. feels bad for him. So, like, I, I think they're at the very least friends, but I, I will say this, a big part of the series, is women falling in love with him <laughs> and then him never following up on their advances.
3: Yeah.
2: And he's just like, very well. okay oh, like Off I go.
3: That happens with Castle, too. Yes. So. Yes. It's uh, kind of a trope of these kind of shows.
2: Well, you want the guy to be, you don't want him to be, like, hooking up constantly with side characters. Yeah. It makes him seem sleazy, especially when this guy's supposed to be a moral yes. arbiter. Especially. When he's yes. the
3: truster of Canadians. Yeah. So, Ray comes by and tries to apologize, but because, um, Frazier's standing guard out front, he can't respond or move. Uh, he says he found something on the list. This guy, who was supposedly one of these dentists that went on this hunting trip, has actually been dead for 12 years. So, something's up with that. Uh, and then... We find out that Ray can identify people. By their noses. Through their noses. And he knows this guy, Frankie Drake, and he's a mob hitman. So his dad was um, killed by a contract killer, which is like... Jesus. Going from not suspicious to to contract killer is like the biggest jump you can go, I feel like.
2: This is one of the few things I really hung on in the show, was the identification by nose. Yeah. It's fine. It's a
3: weird quirk, but he has a pretty big nose. So Every maybe it's like obsessed s- with noses. They kinda of, they are. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But yeah, the picture that he sees it off of is like a dude in the very background. Yes. So yeah, it's definitely I have one one thing that hitched me and I'll get to it when we get there. But okay. that wasn't it. But yeah, that's a very, it's like a, that's like it's, a TV thing like
2: And it fits the tone of the show. Like it's kind oh, it's of quirky, a little bit kind quirky. of funny
3: because they probably had to stick with it. Yeah. But they never intended to do like 40 100 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I wonder how many times the nose thing comes back around.
2: That's a great question, <laughs> yeah. actually.
3: Or if it does. Because, yeah, it doesn't happen in the finale. There's no, no. nose identification in the finale at all. I Neither thought, not.
2: I mean, I could see them setting it up as, like, a broader character thing where it's he's got, a, a an, like, an insane level of attention to strange details. Yeah. Do you all, know what
3: did come back, though, was the eating weird shit. Oh my god, yeah, it did. <laughs> it did, I forgot about that. There's yeah. so
2: much eating of weird things in, in this show. We'll
3: get to it. But like, yeah. it's weird that that ended up back in the finale, but the nose thing didn't. Uh. the show worked it in there somehow. Of, like figuring something out by the nose. Yeah. It's so, nice. uh, Ray's like, okay, we'll help you follow this one lead, but then I, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. You don't have time to make a career of this case. I yeah. got
2: 41 close, uh, open cases yeah. on my How desk. How many do you have? have? One. Yeah. So yeah. he, he only, only has one.
3: one. But he can't even investigate it, really, because he, he can't. Got carry no weapon. jurisdiction. Well, he can carry a weapon, but it's not loaded. That's right. As we later, luckily,
2: I think we find out in the next scene
3: multiple times. Well, the next scene, they go and get Deepen Baker out of quarantine. That's right. Is this is also the scene before us. Is this also where we learn his first name is Benton. Yes. I thought it. I thought he said it was Becky.
2: Nope. It's, Benton, it's Benton Fraser. Benton Constable Fraser. Benton Fraser.
3: Yeah. So, this we get the backstory on Deepen Baker, who is actually a wolf, not a dog. And he's deaf. He's very well trained. That
2: I did not see coming. That's a great detail. He
3: jumped into a very cold lake to save. um, To
2: save Fenton.
3: To save Fenton's life. And uh, popped his eardrums. But he can understand if you talk, like he can read your lips. Yes, Mm -hmm. he can. It's so cool. And he totally freaks out Ray by, like, jumping in his lap and getting all excited. And he was definitely the best part of all of this. And I liked all of it, but he was the best. Baker is the best part. Yeah.
2: He makes this show.
3: So, awesome. I wrote down a few Baker facts, since most of you listening probably don't even know who Baker is. Google he was him. was one of our prime ministers. Do you guys know which one? I didn't until I looked it up. Would you uh, like to guess what number?
2: He was in the 50s, so I'm going to say...
3: 40s, 40s. Late, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm going to say
3: 7th. That's a good guess. I will stay close to you and go with 8. Hmm. He was the 13th ah. Prime Minister of Canada. <sighs> Man, we just raced through him. Yeah, I wasn't born in Canada, but my entire collegiate career from pre-K to graduating from university happened in Canada. And I feel like we learned no Canadian history. I agree. The only reason I know... Most prime ministers are because of the number of schools named after them in any given town. And that's how you know how popular a certain prime minister was, is like there's way more. There's yeah. a lot of makers. So he uh, nominated the first woman and the first Aboriginal person as cabinet members.
2: Dief, the yeah. chief.
3: He was the one that passed the Bill of Rights. Yep. Mm-hmm. And gave First Nations people the right to vote. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, he stood against apartheid. Yep. But he killed the Avro Arrow. And people yes. were kind of mad about that.
2: It was a big one. That's What's all I have do? to say
3: about Diefenbaker.
2: Google him. I Image think it's go- worthy of uh, naming
3: your dog after Diefenbaker. He's a good person. It was interesting. I wanted to look it up, right? Because obviously that is in there for a reason.
2: He's huge in the prairie.
3: named him. Well, he's from Saskatchewan. Exactly. Yeah.
2: We're, he's very uh, It back, wasn't home. born
3: there, but grew up there. Um, but... Could have named him Trudeau, or you know what I mean. Like, yes. there's a lot of things they could have picked for a Canadian hero. So yeah. I just wanted to see. Like, Ooh, I wonder why Deef and Baker. And then all my notes, I just wrote Deef because I got sick of writing. Very unique, Deef and Baker down seven million times. Anywho, from then on, he's with us on the journey. Yes, uh, even though sometimes he keeps being told to stay behind, he does not.
2: He never stays behind. He doesn't stay in the car. He yeah. does his own thing so much of the time. Ah. Uh. I love him.
3: So that scene in wow. the bar is pretty great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's let's just establish. They arrive outside of the bar. Yeah. Ray wants to go in on his own because Brendan is, or He's Benton.
3: He's dressed in his uniform. He's dressed in his oh,
2: uniform. For sure. And he wants, his idea of like going undercover is taking his hat off and yeah. putting it under his arm. Yeah. And so he agrees to wait outside for a while.
3: Yeah. And then Baker shows up.
2: But as soon as Ray goes in, everyone's made him.
3: Yeah the bartender is suspicious right away because like the last few people he's introduced them to has en- have ended up getting arrested and they're in this bar looking for this Frankie guy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it goes badly right away. Gone. Does that make me a
1: cop? Okay. Okay. Now maybe I offended some of you guys, but, uh, I know, I know. Let me make it up to you. I'll get $500 to anybody who knows what a moose sounds like. Woo-hoo! Excuse me. Uh, have your attention, please. Thank you. Anyone carrying illegal weapons, if you would place them on the bar, you are under arrest. You realize I'm going to have to confiscate that. Hey, Dudley, do right. You got no jurisdiction here. Now that is true, son. However, this gentleman does. Ray. Would you be so good as to show them your ID? And now, if you will all just step back, Detective Vecchio and I will collect your weapons. Would be asking too much to show us your gun? No, not at all. I carry a standard 38 caliber Smith & Wesson service revolver. Without a local license, I am not permitted to use it, and that is why it's empty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a good citizen. Okay, weapons on the bar. You are the man. You, you, do you on the bar? Don't even think about it, Scarface. Thank thank you. Thank you. I'll be back for those. an unloaded gun but I carry an unloaded gun Would somebody I know carry an unloaded gun what do they shoot people
3: with a cat
2: a yeah one guy holds a broken bottle up to his neck at which point Fenton kicks in the door yeah like it, it's like a cartoon moment he just kicks it out like over it was falls weird over yeah. Split, yeah. he's just standing there I loved it I yeah. was like I'm but so But like why this. wouldn't he have just
3: opened the door
2: he immediately asks the entire bar to put their weapons down. And on they all bar. pull
3: a gun on him. They Every pull, single one of they them. They have Uzis. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Terrifying.
2: What's crazier is that it eventually works. <laughs> because he, like, explains, like, yes, I've got a gun, but there's no bullets in it, and I have no jurisdiction, and I can't use them, but he's a cop.
3: <laughs> but, Ray, with... arrest these people. <laughs> Trying to hide. Yeah. No, the reason they freak out and put the gun down is because the dog comes, or the wolf, the wolf comes That's in. That's right. comes running in. Apparently bites some people, and everybody except there, Frankie give up, give up. But Frankie starts shooting. Yeah, to get away.
2: And they have a cool shotgun uh, shootout. Everyone's diving behind cover. Nobody gets injured, really. Uh,
3: yeah, seven people were injured, not on, on camera. Themselves.
2: Not on camera. We never uh, saw get anyone shot. get
3: shot. Three people no. were shot. I think it says. Yeah,
2: and I mean, even
3: bigger, bit someone.
2: Good. He he Broken bones. He, he was just it. trying to help. That's well, right. to
3: have been bitten by a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Frankie gets away on a motorcycle and then immediately calls the person who has ordered the hit.
2: This was actually. I just want to say this is one of my favorite moments. Is we cut to a phone booth where a guy's trying to jimmy it open with oh, a pry yeah. bar. It's <laughs> a weird scene. And uh, he comes like. Sorry, what's his name? The villain. Francis Drake. Francis Drake. He Frankie. comes up, Frankie, and he knocks on the window, and the guy looks at him, and then he goes back to prying, and he comes in and puts the shotgun under his chin. Yeah, and the he runs like, oh, away. Okay. What a great job for that featured extra.
3: Super weird scene, yeah.
2: Super weird. So,
3: also weird that, like, normally when you hire a hitman, it's kind of like, normally when you, like, I know. <laughs> uh, but it feels like it's more through a third person, especially in this particular situation. Yeah. Like, that Frankie wouldn't be calling. The person that we later find out this is. Right. Which is Gerard. Uh, like, that seems weird to me. But so he would directly... Anyway, and he's just calling him to say, like, listen, you're... The, the boy's a problem. I'm going to kill him and you're going to pay me more money for it. Yeah. Which is fucked up. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, seven people were injured. Frazier tries to take the blame. And this is when the whole 41 unsolved cases conversation had happened. And then he gets a call from... The coroner who tells him that, that, that the dry I was, was right, that the caribou had drowned on dry land. The are full of water. Yeah. And that's when crash test dummies happened. That
2: was, and I was so, happy. so great. Oh my <laughs> god. Is that there were
3: the corpses of seven dozen caribou he found? Yeah. Uh,
2: seven dozen or several
3: dozen? Several. That, okay, that could be several. I thought it was seven. I was like, that's a lot of caribou. That it was. So this is the part where we got the voiceover from... Benton Fraser's father and that's what we hear about the old case in 1969 mm-hmm. where he chased a guy off a cliff
0: 10 January 1969 I tracked McClay up the Chilkoot Pass I found him at the top half a mile from the border his ankle was broken his ammunition spent he just sat staring at the horizon I took his rifle without a struggle all he said was don't tell my son and then he jumped the man was falling to his death and all he cared about was how his son would remember I buried him there this morning I'll tell Gerard he got away from me the last time I saw Ben he was barely tall enough to reach my belt when I said goodbye he shook my hand never a tear or a complaint seven years old and he's already a stronger man than I'll ever be Someday I'll tell him. Sometimes I distill the world will never see another bill.
3: Or no, the guy jumped off the cliff. Yeah, he jumped off. Because boys, was he shot? And he was did. he about to die anyway? Uh, he was just he, he cornered. He had a broken ankle and he oh, was just, out of ammunition. He's was trying to take him to jail.
2: Specifically, they mention he's at the Chilkoot Pass, which is right between the border of the Yukon or the Northwest. Yeah, the Yukon and Alaska.
3: Yeah, bitch. Yeah. We're going to give you geography and history lessons today. That's right. mm mm-hmm. Before that, there was the ridiculous line when he's uh, taking... Uh, his is it the the lady with Leanne who wanted the job uh, into the cab.
2: Oh, and, and
3: and he gives him Canadian money. He's like, "This, like, this is Canadian. Canadian," and he says, "So is she." Yeah. I'm like, "What the heck does that solve the problem?" He wouldn't take his money. The money's but still maybe good. Maybe he would. The yeah, the money's still good. That, he gave
2: him extra to walk her <laughs> to the door. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was sweet.
3: It's it was that was super cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Ray brings him home to his family and his sister is immediately taken with him. I
2: love this scene. It's
3: pretty great. scene.
2: The big Italian family scene. Yeah. One of Everyone my favorites. Was I don't care how over
3: everybody. It was really great. Those must be fun to shoot. But I didn't get the the epiphany. Whereas, like in the middle of dinner, Ray is like, "Oh yeah, he broke his girlfriend's arm. Yeah. She'll want to punish him." Like, yeah,
2: did somebody at the table say something to trigger that? I, I don't know. It. Yeah, he's they a were talking man. about their
3: sisters, ex husbands, and stuff. So maybe, but maybe. even then, it's like he would have. Yeah, I'd have to that. go I back. Buy that.
2: I didn't. I didn't see a trigger line. Yeah. Well, and and he's there's no. Cut in that scene to focus on Ray as the lines occurring. So it's like he's at one end of the table in an like in a wide shot, and then he just stands up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, it's it could have been filmed differently there to focus in on him, but whatever.
3: And that's when Fraser eats something gross off the floor in front of the apartment building, and then he later tells Ray it was because he knew that um, Frankie's girlfriend was watching. And that it would make her think he knew something that he did. Like that's so crazy.
2: That is, he does a lot of tasting stuff he finds on the ground. Yeah, well, is, he yeah. eats
3: the burned garbage in the last episode. That's
2: right. Yeah, that's disgusting.
3: Mm-hmm. He's a
2: gross human being.
3: Yeah. So the girlfriend tells them that Frankie's in Chinatown, but no, he's actually in that apartment. But she says, "Don't think you can arrest him. Kill the son of a bitch."
2: We have a great scene of them investigating... Yeah. We have a great scene of them investigating this Chinatown apartment while we're seeing that Frankie's actually there with the wife, softly threatening his own children, I yeah. believe. And um, Frasier
3: just misses a tripwire and then hits it on the white back.
2: That was... That was some good suspense work. Yeah. And Ray shoves oh, him out the window. Holy
3: crap! To avoid the explosion. <laughs> he goes and tackles him. It was fantastic. And then really great 3 <laughs> drop onto,
2: like, the, the uh, Veggies. Yes. Yep.
3: Veggies broke his fall. <sighs> uh, Ray's in the hospital after the explosion, and he's very sorry. He realizes that was a huge mistake, and the bosses... All the bosses are mad. Yep. They should not be investigating this crime. Yeah. They should not have gone into that person's apartment without mm-hmm. a warrant. Uh yeah. So he's he's he done he's gonna go home mm-hmm. and he's gonna take his dog and he's gonna leave Chicago forever <laughs> and stop making people's lives insane. And but
2: Leanne Leanne's happy. Lo and behold. She agrees to get um Baker back up. So yeah. and not just because now the job's open for her. <laughs> but, you know. There's something more there. <laughs> she's genuinely concerned. yeah. She's yeah. going
3: to get Diefenbaker Baker back up north before he gets back. That's right. Yeah,
2: I don't know how, but she's going to do it. She is. And then,
3: uh, and yeah, then um, J- Gerard shows up, and that's right. They talk yeah. talks about the first time he met Fraser Senior. Yeah, he had one boot on. <laughs> uh, and then Francis Drake approaches. I was you, too. That story was sweet.
2: It was a good story. I. We you... still
3: don't know that Gerard is. Not our friend, no,
2: no. we will very try very soon,
3: yeah, very soon. So Francis Drake uh, tries to shoot them, mm-hmm. yeah, in the van.
2: And there's a this chase. is
3: a pretty amazing scene. Uh, yes. I wrote steals van. Fraser jumps on back, stabs his way in. Yep, God, holy fuck! He <laughs> could have easily stabbed him. He was so close well, with that last knife. He this was used basically a knife to crawl. It was off a amazing. Moving this was, was basically cool. the
2: opening scene from Dark Knight.
3: Yeah. It's well, stolen, stolen. We see van. you.
2: Guy jumps on the van, cars his way in.
3: What? Okay. But he crashes into the wall and it flings Frasier. Off the freaking car yep. and onto the street. But what if he wasn't on the last level?
2: Oh yeah, that
3: dude.
2: No, <laughs> it gonna gone very badly.
3: I thought his head was gonna go off. Wow, like Dennis and Speed. It's <sighs> bad, but he's gonna directly drive into something that's not high enough. Yeah. It especially, actually wasn't so bad,
2: especially because he's not wearing his hat. But
3: then after all he that, him. the man that murdered his father, he tries to citizen arrest him.
2: Yep,
3: like a good cop. And friggin' Gerard comes and blows his head off, and then it was like, he had a knife, you saw it. He There's it. no knife. There was no knife. Well,
2: no, there was a he knife. Hit the it's knife. Shit. Just put it there. Gerard drops one. <laughs> yeah.
3: Jesus. And it's Frazier's knife.
2: Then a bunch of cops show up, everyone gets taken away.
3: Yep. And they're back up north again. He's meeting <sighs> up with Caribou Kid. Who's telling him, yeah, I told you, the caribou drowned. This dam sucks. He's wearing a sweater. When no one's looking, water flows out through the forest and kills everything. Yeah. I told your dad, and he didn't do anything about it, and you're not going to do anything about it either, so. This
0: used to be a feeding ground for thousands of caribou. They lived off the land, and so did we. So the water came. they said it wouldn't change anything but now some nights the rivers run backward land becomes an ocean and the caribou die and in the morning the ocean is gone all back here neat and tidy why haven't you told someone told your father he didn't do anything neither will you
3: fuck off that's he doesn't say fuck off because cbs would never say that but it's implied in his
2: angry look yeah to be fair i don't know i guess like the dad definitely didn't do anything about it
3: well he was that's how he got murdered he was
2: he was in the midst
3: but But doing something about he's he waited his sweet time after yeah. being told. And already took the money. Or he and took the money. We have no way of knowing
2: if he took the money If that not.
3: money... No, was he took... He had the money in his bank account. The money account. was
2: deposited to the account. But he never used he it. He never used it or touched it. Yeah. We have no way of knowing... Like,
3: But he still agreed to the deal in the first place. Do you have to accept a transfer like that?
2: I think... If somebody just... Puts has, money in
3: your account?
2: Yeah. I mean, they, he, they would I have, have like they to I feel like they did say that he,
3: it took a while to convince him, but he... I think they said that he did agree... And took the money, but then had a change of heart after he. Did. I think
2: that's the most likely scenario. It's just that all the that's information we have—that's the story have Gerard is telling. Exactly. Is In exact it comes based. from yeah. an unreliable narrator. I moderator.
3: think that it is true. Yeah. I'm more inclined to believe that he resisted, resisted, took the money, and then was like, "What am I doing? This what? is a mistake. Yeah, this is horrible." Then that Gerard is like terrible. a finance bank mastermind who like snuck three thousand dollars into his account to make it make him look guilty because he was, they were going to kill him anyways. Totally. So why would they bother? It was definitely. But you're right. A dead we don't know was digging up. for sure. Yeah, we have no proof. But I think it's true that he took the money and then he wished he hadn't. Yeah, oh. yeah. So uh, he goes after Gerard and yes. says, "Like, what the hell's the story with this damn And Gerard's like, "Look, everybody knows about the problems. We've all taken money." Your dad took money, mm-hmm. so yeah, you can turn me in, but then your dad's going to lose the only thing he has left, which his is his reputation, reputation. Mm-hmm. and Fraser decides to let that go, and he actually is like, okay, and he lets Gerard walk away, and he goes back to his cabin and has a little montage going through old pictures that he drew of his dad and like his medals and stuff. Mm, it's very sad.
2: Trying yeah. to figure out what to do exactly.
3: Gerard also says they wanted him to do the hit, but he couldn't do it because yeah. his dad was his friend. So that's why he called Frankie what's-his-butt. Which,
2: in my mind, he still did the hit.
3: Yes, yeah. it does It's worse. Yeah,
2: I agree. If you're going to do that, do it yourself.
3: Yeah. And you don't love him. If you could pay someone to kill him just to save yourself financially, like, mm, no. Yeah, forget it. So Gerard goes to the damn guy and is like, no, we're cool. He's not going to say anything, and then they open a door and find a giant dead caribou on his desk, which kind of means something. Very symbolic. Take
2: care of this.
3: Yeah. Which Properly basically means, time, kill go, go kill Fraser, right? Yeah. Yes. And then Ray shows up. This was the best scene. Oh,
2: my God. Ray's outfit? Yeah. So 80s, 90s ski wear. Oh,
3: my God. And he can not get out of it. It's so purple. I hope that they have to do more episodes where Ray has to be in Canada. Because uh, it's way more fun the other way around, I think, personally. They Maybe they go there do. in the beginning yeah, of the next season? Absolutely or do. during?
2: They do have to go to Canada a few times. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Probably because they're shooting it in Canada. So
2: You guys know that Ray leaves the series, though, midway through.
3: No. How, how would we not. know that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to let
2: the actor, because they're... They lost the American funding after the second season. Right. And then it's like oh, like a year gap before they get season three up. And then season four is another year gap. So, and it's with less money. So it's like instead of the full 24, it's like a 15 episode order on three and four. Yeah. And the actor was like, I can't wait around for this show to come back. I'm going to go do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in a different actor. And his character is, his job is Ray's, Ray has gone undercover with the mafia. And this other cop is brought in to be undercover as Ray and continue his friendship with Benton Fraser. What? He's like, Yep, you're gonna take over his job and his uh, personality. You are you are Ray. You're you're taking his place in the well, police. Frazier course.
3: doesn't think he's the same guy. No 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 he
2: knows that this is like a
3: fake Ray. Uh
2: his name is Stanley Kowalski What the as heck? in the streetcar named desire. Oh wow and his job that's that's his job. He's like okay my name's Stanley Kowalski but I'm gonna be Ray for the next two seasons. That's wink.
3: What the hell? Yeah. That's really weird.
2: It's a super strange Choice, but apparently it's he worked.
3: All right, let's go back to the real Ray, who shows up at the cabin to tell him that he he figured out. He checked the the payphone, Mm -hmm. and only one call was made to Canada from it, and it was to Gerard. Yes, and Fraser's like, "Yeah, I knew that. Thanks." (laughs) (laughs) A phone. I
2: already solved it.
3: Tell me! He's super pissed. Uh, yeah, so what's the plan? The plan is, well, we stay here until Gerard comes to kill me, and then we arrest him. And that was a ridiculous. Like, what was that... He says he knows the area better than anybody, but realistically, he should have right died right then and there when he was ambushed, completely unprepared, uh, in the shack.
2: Yeah, I'm actually surprised he wasn't... Because he, he's led... So he's given kind of a heads up by Diefenbaker whining through a crack in yeah. the Deepen Baker
3: always knows what's up. He should be aware up. that yep. somebody that he should have been, been booby traps. not that well Ray makes wait the, the points, point like yeah we'll just wait around and then we'll get bored of waiting around and then we'll get murdered by automatic weapons because we're not even paying attention. Yeah. Like what if like, they came in in the middle of the night and just killed them in their sleep? Also yeah but like why isn't Frasier walking around, well, I guess he does have a gun. Yeah. It's like, why does he have a gun? He has a gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my issue with the, the, the big issue in this whole show was this assassin squad. Like, who's paying for that? Yep. There's, like, at least...
2: There's Maybe seven a dozen.
3: Of. Okay, There's
2: they say at dozen? the end we took out seven guys.
3: Oh, we killed seven guys. That's one what more. they say at the end. Yeah. But it,
2: it looks like a dozen. It looks like more than seven. Yeah, more, for and, sure.
3: And that just seems really unrealistic. Like we'll pay one hitman. Okay, but like. Yeah, eight I have no idea eight who people they were. in a murder squad like that seems expensive and they, for one dude.
2: They're all wearing white, suits, right? so they blend. Well, up the that's stuff. just
3: like white it's suits. camouflage, yeah, right? I yeah.
2: know, but they're like, but the they're they're outfitted, also
3: money. They're <laughs> working
2: as a unit, so it feels like they're cops they're or
3: communicating. Maybe, maybe are they, are they are cops. Are these thugs? I guess it could be maybe the whole the whole units in on it, but that seems unlikely. Yeah, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, that was my big issue. Was like, who is the squad of assassins <laughs> that just showed up out of nowhere? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they show up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and Ray has to fight his way out of the cabin. He blows it up at the last minute, and then they take the dog sled, which leads into this epic dog sled chase, which was great.
2: It was an amazing chase. This is yeah. one. Of, this was a great, comment. beautifully filmed, phenomenal. phenomenal. Also, we didn't mention this when they escape the cabin. Ray uses the grenade trick. That was used on him earlier and sets up a tripwire and escapes out through a hatch. Which, do we see it earlier? I, I don't know. It was very convenient. But there's like a, a hatch out through the bottom of the house. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's great. Yes, you get that great moment of grenade and then a bunch of guys throwing <laughs> themselves away from the house as yeah. it explodes behind them. It's
3: pretty great. It was a classic, dope. classic shot. The snowmobilers also got taken out in pretty great ways, like one of the, he hits one with a block of wood. Yep. And then Frazier leads the other one off a cliff to his fiery death.
2: That was and obviously then you didn't listen
3: to your father. Drops the dad line about never chase a man off a cliff. Uh, I never gave you that advice. Oh mm. it's great. It was great. Ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, but Diefenbaker gets shot. I also love in oh. the in the chase sequence, the switch between the music, whenever it's on Benton. Yeah. It's this playful, ridiculous, awesome music, and yeah. when it's on the criminals, it's just whatever it is. It's it was so great. It was,
2: yeah. It's yeah. a it's a cool job.
3: My, my I will watch that sequence again. Yeah. It's almost as good as the James Bond snow J sequence and I don't even remember which film it is. Oh it has that amazing song. Do you is that the
2: opening one do, where do, he do do like,
3: do 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 no it's a later the, one. Oh okay. No, it's later in the movie. Do you mean
2: the one where they're on the Stradivarius going down the hill as snowmobiles are chasing after them? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It's, ludic- it's, I think it's Roger Moore.
2: I believe so. Might be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. No. No, because that is Timothy Dalton.
3: No, anyway. Anyways. Maybe I'll find out. The best snowmobile chase. Maybe we'll post it on TV Simpson. Donut and then you can all enjoy it because it's amazing.
2: That's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's. We're we're so close to the end. Baker has been shot. Yes. Even though the dog so does mad. not look like Diefenbaker. we had no idea this was Diefenbaker. I no, thought it this looks was like they Diefenbaker
3: in this one. I, I didn't it think was... it was him in the finale.
2: No other dog could have been shot and had it matter that much to us. Yeah. Like, it, it but it would have been sad, they had a,
3: a lot of dogs in the dog sled. Yeah. You know, so. How I, do thought, we know? I mean, he cares. Fraser, I would assume, like as much about all the dogs. I feel Absolutely. like the, the other ones are dogs. Ago. Yeah. But, well, yeah, and Baker, Baker obviously Baker is, is a dog as well. Even though we keep calling him a dog.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, so then he hears the gun cock, and it's just like we're in the very first scene again, right? Somebody is holding a gun on him, but you mm-hmm. cannot see that somebody. And he repeats his dad's line, like, I am an RCMP officer. He knows it's Gerard. And yeah. he's like, you know what? It's done. You're going down for this now. Like, it's over. It doesn't matter if you kill me and if you do. Hunt you down to the ends of the earth, la la la. Yeah. And then our caribou friend comes in and just shoots Gerard. Is like, oops, thought that was a caribou. I legitimately thought that he killed himself.
2: So I wrote, yes.
3: I wrote shoots himself and slides down the mountain. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that was a drastic turn of events. And then yes, our caribou friend shows up. Is like, oops. Sorry.
0: I thought he was a caribou. So many hunting accidents around here.
3: And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then... <laughs> that scene. Then they decide that they're going to take Diefenbaker for help first and come back for Gerard later, which I thought was amazing. Even though yeah. he has been shot. It could be dying. And he is bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we later find out Gerard, of course, takes a deal, flips on the Hydro guys... And Frazier is standing outside the court, just kind of like holding position, guarding, mm-hmm. watching. And his boss's boss, Gerard's boss, whose name we don't know, tells him, "Look, you you should get out of town." So a lot of heat, you turned on one of your own, even though it was the right thing to do. Lost a lot of people, a lot of jobs. You can't work here. Yeah. 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 So he suggests- Could I transfer you further north? And I was like, that would put me in Russia. That's yeah.
2: right. So I guess back to Chicago. Back Chicago, to Chicago. The only is. people
3: that want him. And then he says, you know, a lot of people said your dad was the last of a dying breed, but they are wrong, because you it's you are just like him. Not you wrong. are the last. Yeah,
2: which is just like what his dad said in his diary.
3: And then they play that amazing "Do South" song. Do you know who sings that song? No. Oh my god, who is I it? need it on. I don't know. I tried to find it last night. I need it on my iTunes. It's a beautiful song. There's Maybe a, we'll find it.
2: There's so much good Canadian music. Deepen Baker is alive. Deepen Baker lives. But it's like they morning. have
3: a post credit theme song. It's so cool. Yeah, I've never heard that before. It's like. They don't play it during the intro, I don't think.
2: No, they don't. Yeah. Which makes sense, because it's a TV movie, technically. No,
3: but when we see the intro and the finale, I don't think, and maybe it is the song in the finale, I wasn't paying enough attention.
2: Gotta go back and rewatch. Anywho,
3: the guy who borrowed a hundred bucks comes back. He's like, when he gets off, give this money to him. I said I would pay him back, and uh, he's out guarding again, and, and Ray's trying to talk to him, and he won't talk.
2: See, it all paid off. Yeah. yeah. It all paid off. And I mean it's not crazy that he would track him down at the only Canadian consulate yes. in Chicago. Yes. I, I mean he's mountain dressed mountain like mountain. a Mountie, yeah. so you
3: can know he's Canadian. And we find out Baker is gonna be okay. Yeah. But he still likes to get carried around because yes, he, does. he doesn't like to walk. He's that, crazy. Ah,
2: that dog actor was so excited he's to be picked up lot, in that scene. Like Diefenbaker. You loved that dog.
3: It. Any of the dogs would be great.
2: Okay. So that's Excellent. That's the pilot. That was that's a long one. That's it was
3: a, long one. a tad too long, but it's it was not, great. Yeah, it's not a real pilot because it's you know it's a TV movie, so it's
2: self. I liked
3: it. I if thought they had not made it as a pilot, they probably would have been two parter. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. And this show does a lot of two parters Pretty much every season finale is a two parter. Mm-hmm. Even um, heck, even the what the episode we're about to talk about wasn't supposed to be the season finale of oh. season one. Uh, he was supposed to well, end up with him getting shot.
3: Right. That would make sense. It's a pretty big cliffhanger.
2: And then they got picked up for the second season, so they introduced this thing to wrap everything up in time to get it going again.
3: Wow. Strange. All right, yeah. let's talk about episode twenty two, Letting Go. Woo-hoo. It aired in June of nineteen ninety five. Hospitalized, Fraser takes interest in an apparent crime in the aftermath of Victoria's Secret. Frasier finds himself hospitalized, recovering from Ray's bullet. The two friends try to get past this bump in their friendship. Meanwhile, Frasier and his physical therapist, Jill Kennedy, get drawn <laughs> into a blackmail and murder case, partially witnessed through Frasier's hospital window. Yes,
2: yeah, so it's just rear window.
3: Rear window, exactly. Like with, a,
2: with a dog at with, it in. Uh,
3: <laughs> with a Walking Dead cast member. Really? Uh Lori Holden. Oh. Laurie. Laurie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lauren? Lauren? Laura. Laura Holden? Laura. Okay. Lori. Lori. It's Laurie. Laurie Holden? Yeah. Uh,
2: She's so young. So I guess what what's yes. going on in this? Well uh, it's
3: so dramatic off the start, right? He's being wow. rushed through the emergency room. I was like, okay, is this previously on? Am I supposed to be watching this? Yeah. I did too. So then I went forwards and then I was like, no, I don't think it was. So then I went back again. And he's seeing Melina Karen I never know her name. Right. Uh, over, which is the most confusing part of this because we don't know what's happening, right? Not at all. I was like, she's his doctor and his lover, and she ran away on a train. Like, so many things are happening. He's, we hear he's been shot. There's no exit wound. That's mm-hmm. bad. That's very Wounds bad. in the body, yeah. yeah and uh, he's flashing back to the first time they met this, this woman. We don't get her name, but it's Victoria. We yeah. just use it because it's less confusing. It's fine. And uh, she tells him she admits to shooting the SOB that tried to kill her. Uh, and then he says it's the only woman that he's ever loved. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. put her in prison. Yes. And then she's running away. She's getting on a train. He's running to get on the train with her. <sighs> and then he gets shot. And I was like, is that Ray? Yep. It's Ray. It's so dark, you can't even tell.
2: Ray's aiming for the woman, thinking she's armed.
3: Oh, my God. And he shoots she... her in the back. Shoots <sighs> Frazier she's in the back,
2: And the woman gets away, I think. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, she's gone. She is gone. gone. That she's train gone. is out of there. And then we get two seconds of Sarah McLaughlin, and I already knew, I was like, this is going to be a great episode.
2: And it was. Yeah. And
3: then yeah. Ray is freaking out.
2: Ray, Ray's whole arc this episode is how guilty he feels.
3: Yeah, well, like, he shot his own, well, not his partner, but like his friend. Good friend. Yeah. Maybe best friend. We yeah. don't know. Jesus. So so how far they've come?
2: He's staying there every day over the course of the episode. keeps visiting, keeps eating this huge bag of chips. Yeah. Huge bag of chips. Gets him, like, a TV.
3: He's been cleared of any wrongdoing, so he's not in trouble at work. He's still working. Yeah. But he's also coming to the hospital every day and spending as much time there. Yeah, he gets into a fight with the TV installation guy because he really wants uh, Frazier to have a television, but the TV doesn't work, and the installation guy's like, well, that's not my department.
2: (laughs) It is, definitely.
3: Uh and we find out Fraser there's a bullet near his spine and they haven't yeah. been able to take it out
2: I don't think they're going to either I think he's just going to have to learn to live with a bullet in his spine Yes yeah. Chris And
3: Ray says he's fine which obviously we know he is not fine at all Um Fraser and Diefen, well, Fraser and Devenmaker get into a literal argument mm-hmm. about spying on people out the window. It's yeah. not okay, he, unethical. Yeah, he tells the dog not to do it, the wolf. Oh my god, Hannah. Yeah. And then uh but then he does it and he's like, "Well, it's not the same when I do it because I have to look this way." But basically yeah. there's like a couple that's very pregnant, they're mm-hmm. in labor. And there's then uh, the, a workout it, class. There's a workout
2: class led by his eventual physiotherapist.
3: Oh, I didn't put that together. Right. She yeah. was working out. Okay. And then there's smokers, like orderlies, smoking on the roof. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, we're watching me, like, okay, what's going to be the story? Which one of these people something crazy is going to happen? And then we see a doctor, a man in a doctor's coat, a woman at a desk, and they end up having sex. Mm-hmm. And after they have sex, he gives her... Medicine. He gives her some super some clear. vials, right? What,
2: and she like,
3: and then she shoots up. But she's a doctor too, so couldn't yep. she get that her on her own? Like to me, that he was only like, an intern, right? Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. a surgeon.
2: He's also so. supposed to be twenty five, and he looks about thirty
3: five. Right? <laughs> but like, it's very weird. It seemed at first like she was having sex with him to get the drugs, but maybe that was just they're not connected.
2: I think that. I think she was genuinely just having sex with him and yeah, liked him. She does. I agree. I think seem they're not to like
3: him. They're not connected genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we find out the nurses are taking care of Diefenbaker because that's that's how they explain away that this wolf is in the hospital. It was so weird. Though. So was there happy. when the lights went out? Was there a man?
2: Yes. He's like lurking? Yeah, we can see these top 3 windows. Her office, the doctor's office is two windows, then there's a third off a uh, third window that's the hallway. Yes. And as she's shooting up and like leaning back in her chair with what we find out later is morphine, uh, in the hallway the lights are flickering. All the other lights around it are dark. It's, it's nighttime. It's freaking creepy. And there's just a guy standing there like leaning up against the wall, like kind of like he's like listening to her office. Or I something. thought it
3: was the intern, and he would, had just left after they had sex, and then he was just like pausing. To, wasn't, I wasn't. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure you what to make of it. You
2: couldn't make out if it was the intern But that's what make makes him sense. Look
3: mysterious, because so, they don't know what's going on, right? Just to make it more rear windowy. Exactly. So what's the mystery?
2: Also, he's on his pain meds at this time, which is yeah, that's he doesn't know true. what he's seeing. He's or having, hasn't seen. and
3: he's hallucinating, seeing Victoria. Obviously, like he saw her in the hospital when she was definitely not there. Definitely. Yeah. But Ray also does tell him that they haven't found her. They recovered the diamonds that I'm assuming she stole. Mm. Um, and that the person that she murdered uh, was a convicted felon. So they're not putting that much work into tracking her down, basically. Because. Why bother? She didn't kill anybody important. Mm. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't get away with the diamonds. So, yeah. That's when he decides to toss those pain pills away and stop taking them.
2: Now, there's really, the only arc that matters here is this mystery. Because um, he goes through, you got the stuff with Ray about Ray feeling guilty and their friendship. Then you have him flirting with his physiotherapist. And he has and his, like his And all the stuff with his dad is the
3: other thing oh, I yeah. would and say is
2: important.
0: Hello, son. You gotta stop doing that. More boring the other way. Couldn't you just have sent some flowers or a card? You're just mad because I didn't get here sooner. No, relieved is more like it. If you had come sooner, I might not have be been able to tell which one of us was actually dead. Yes. Well, it's not a dirty word, son. Besides, the worst thing's in being dead. Oh, really? Like what? Well, oh, you, for instance. You wouldn't catch me moping around here because I was shot. I suffered massive nerve and muscle damage. I was lucky to survive. I'd been back on the post next morning. I hardly think so. You've been lying around here for three weeks. Can't stay in this bed forever, you know. I don't plan to. This is called recovery. I'm recovering. She got you good, didn't she? No. I was thinking of going home. To the territories? I thought I'd rebuild your cabin. Huh. Whatever for? Robert! Oh, my God. What? Here. Tell him to put these on. they warmer. It's 70 degrees. These won't do him any good. Who are you talking to? You don't see her. No. It's your grandmother. She brought you some pajamas. Oh, well, thank her for me. Of course. Anybody else drop in? No, not so far. You're babying him, Robert? He's
2: been shot, Mother.
0: Can't stay in bed forever. You didn't see her.
2: How is she? She's not dead enough, son. His dad is appearing like crazy right now. Yeah. Which is great.
3: Which, again, for us, because this is a donut, right, This is it's so weird. At first I was like, oh, was he not murdered? Yes, I did too. Yeah. And then yeah. you realize, like, he actually says, like, oh, only one dead. of us is dead, blah, 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 thank God. Because if he hadn't, if they hadn't referenced it in this yeah. episode, there would be no way for us to know. I guess you can eventually see that other people aren't seeing him mm-hmm. yeah, but and he's in a full red mountie outfit yeah and his dad is also seeing his own mom
2: yeah which for which benton can't see yes so right. the ghost sees its own ghost
3: right exactly <laughs> so it's and and his mom is giving him crap for babying fraser and yeah. letting him like stay in bed for three weeks recuperating and his dad tries to tell him, like, I would have been back to work the next day. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And he's like, no, you wouldn't have. Like, I got shot in the spine.
2: <laughs> but it is true, because when the physiotherapist finally arrives...
3: Am I
1: interrupting?
2: No, no. Come on in.
1: Uh, Jill Kennedy. From, yeah, from the, um, uh, from the hospital. The... Right, I'm the... Physiotherapist. You recognize me? No, actually, that was um, deduction. You deduced me. Yes. Uh, yes, I did. You see, um, your hands, although small, are... Excuse me. Um, ...uncommonly muscular, as are your triceps, biceps, deltoids, pectorals, latissimus dorsi, and abdominal rack. Um, this is not something you'd ordinarily encounter in a nurse unless she was accustomed to heavy lifting. Also, there is... Uh, May I? Uh, About you, the scent of eucalyptus, which is a very uh, common ingredient in muscle lineaments. And that is mixed with... um, uh, I would say chlorine, which I imagine would be from the whirlpool. Um, And on top of that, there is uh, coconut. Hand lotion. A shampoo. Ah, there, you see. Well, all of that's very consistent with a physical therapist who has very... Very clean hair. That's quite a talent. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. You're a policeman, right? Yes. From Canada. Uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman. Oh, that would explain the bowed knees. Bowed? I'd say five eighths of a centimeter. A quarter horse, sixteen hands.
0: Uh, as a rule?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, you've got quite a few mementos here. Left leg's been broken and reset. Mm. twice. The second one was pretty nasty. Fell, what, 50, 60 feet? Oh, 57. Off a building? Uh, off a cliff. Somebody pushed you? I jumped, actually. Oh, that would do it. Oh, serious knife wound. Seven-inch blade, serrated edge. What was he hunting? Me. Hmm. And this is recent. A minor laceration. It's small, but deep. Glass door? Tempered. Ouch. And this is interesting. It's old, maybe 20 years. There's plenty of scar tissue, so it was deep. Uh, It's an object, but something soft with teeth and hair, maybe? This is going to sound really silly, but were you ever... It was so- an
2: otter. I was 10. It was dead. Someone hit me with it. Can we move on? Okay,
1: okay. And does
2: the introduction and goes through all his wounds. She, like, pulls down that special bar they use to get out of bed, and she's like, have you considered using this? Yeah. And he's really just kind of malingering because he's so upset about this woman that he loved.
3: Totally. I agree with you totally. And, like, what, three weeks before starting physio? Like, That's crazy. Feels like a long... I mean, it depends on what kind of surgery you've had. Yeah. And if you can move. Also, this is her if first he can visit. Move now. Yeah, so exactly. Me,
2: this is, like, the start of physio. But But you would think that...
3: She would have been checking in, like, two days later and been like, okay, well, we're going to move your legs, or we're going to move your arms, like, not, like, get up and walk, but start somewhere.
2: I just think Benton being Benton would normally be like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, well, I think that's his dad's
3: point, is that you have no drive to recover from this.
2: Do you think it's his dad or his subconscious? Well bit of both?
3: Definitely. He, it's a subconscious. But I yeah. feel like they wanted Gordon Pinson to be a funny joke in this
2: show. And he is. He's yeah. hilarious. He has How, the best moment in this. He's amazing. When they're doing his water aerobics. Oh,
3: God. that's scene like, in the
2: pool. And like his dad's commenting, you think it's from the side. And then when they get out of the pool, they reveal he's just floating yeah. in the center of it, singing to himself. Yeah. Oh, beautiful.
3: Uh, can we talk about the dead otter? Because that was really weird. That was yes. super
2: strange. When the physiotherapist is going over all of his injuries. Of
3: which there are a number. He
2: yeah, she comes to one that's like this weird bruising she's like looks like there's hair teeth
3: yeah and it's I'm, like this and doesn't seem right that that's even because it's a huge
2: mark it's yes. big and it's, it's, it's like very,
3: non-healed very dark yeah. it looked like it was fresh
2: and he says that somebody hit him with a dead otter as a kid no yeah.
3: friend when he was ten he years doesn't old, doesn't have any brothers. But that's a ten-year-old
2: yeah. wound of being hit with a dead animal. Yeah. So right. what? Maybe its mouth was open and it like sunk in or something. Exactly. I like have no it idea. Just, I need
3: to see this happen. Oh, yeah, I was afraid to understand it. He was aiming for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that was that was uh, Ray. Right. Right. That was the next conversation. I didn't start a new paragraph. The while she was, <laughs> while they're doing all this like sexy scar talking, they notice that our surgeon across the way gets an envelope opens the contents then goes and opens a vent then comes back and burns the envelope and jill is obsessed with this yeah, yeah she wants to know what, what is happening right now so she starts bugging uh fraser and be like oh what else have you seen and first he tries not to tell her but then he immediately spills about seeing them have sex and seeing her inject herself and she's like okay that she's a junkie, like yeah. something's going on here.
2: And she's a she's a pretty good detective herself because like he's obviously really into her when she comes in. He's like, "Oh, you must be my physiotherapist," and she's like, "How did you know that?" Because he's been watching her through the window. <laughs> and then like she he, then he, he starts like, it. Uh, "Yeah, because she's got great muscles, good. I uh, know. a good abdominal, larger
3: rack. than average," is what he says. Mm. And that conversation is so awkward. I was like, "Stop talking, stop talking, stop, stop time, talking." Stop talking. But she's pretty like. Good natured about it. Yes. Well,
2: especially once she rolls him over onto his side and like sees what his normal line of vision is, where there's another physiotherapist. And yeah, she's like, I see.
3: That's why I didn't You're connect that she was the one that he was watching because there was another one there. So I yeah, was like yeah, didn't even yeah. think about it. Yeah, That's, yeah. She's I love, pretty She's pretty sweet with him, considering how creepy he comes off. Mm.
2: I would like it if this person came back because they love their chemistry together. But I get the feeling she does not.
3: Yeah. No, she has to go be on Walking Dead to kill all the zombies. Yes. Okay, another thing that kind of uh, hung me up is, like, how much they were talking about rebuilding the cabin. Mm -hmm. Like, 20 episodes have gone by since it exploded. But Mm -hmm. Ray brings him a power saw and starts talking about how they can have a fresh start. They'll go cut trees down together. They'll build the cabin. If he has another axe. He tells his dad that he wants to go home and build a cabin again. And it's just, like... Like, have they talked about this in every episode, or yeah. has it not been mentioned again until <laughs> the finale? Do you, Do know? you
2: really want to There's
3: no way to know. It's just so it's, funny.
2: It's come up before. I wish. It comes up quite a bit. Okay,
3: good. I that makes me feel better. better the cabin because to have not once mentioned it no, in, like, no. however many months have gone by, and now all of a sudden, all anyone cares about is rebuilding the cabin is really funny.
2: I th- yeah it's such a great way of showing his guilt so come on we'll do yeah. something good for you we'll, uh, bu- and he's like offers to buy him a toilet yes which is a pretty catalog. good gift because it he was doesn't already... like
3: that there's no bathroom in the cabin <laughs> It would have already been mostly there. destroyed by the like insane amount of guns gunshots they've had <laughs> <pulled laughs> yeah the that's cabin. true grenade the- <laughs> went
0: off yeah yeah, yeah. but so, even if it hadn't yeah. but it, it was still
3: been his fault right cabin would have been shot to shit that's right yeah it was crazy uh, they find Jill and says she's single just she doesn't have a boyfriend that's very important and she gets the contents of the burned note in the garbage can because mm. she has a friend in maintenance yeah and there was a note inside that says office tonight 9pm which just happens to be that exact time so great and so they watch as uh, the surgeon lady gives the intern man a uh, envelope of money and yeah. a gun and Jill's like oh god he's gonna. Kill someone. He's going to kill the blackmailer. Also, by the way, I have a cat named Barney. <laughs> it's such a weird conversation. Yeah. So he goes out. Ugh, he pulls the gun on the blackmailer, and then they both start laughing. And we realize, oh shit,
2: this, He's in on this it.
3: shithead is uh, blackmailing her himself, basically. Yeah.
2: What he doesn't realize is she followed him.
3: Yeah, and she sees the whole thing, and her face is she's very upset.
2: She does a great job. I kind this. of yeah she's she's
3: a very sad surgeon considering very sad lady surgeon <sighs> we later find out she's married and that's why they're blackmailing her to not tell her husband because we don't know like she's sleeping with a subordinate she's using drugs like there's yeah, so many things to blackmail there. her on
2: she's got a lot going on
3: yeah definitely and things so- do not get better for her they call Ray for help but there's no proof of anything yeah but Fraser is worried that she's gonna kill the intern. Yeah, she is so flipped out. And he's like, "She's not Valerie. Not yeah, everyone with long dark hair tries to kill her lover. Valerie no. tried to kill Victoria, Fraser? or the guy she killed is a guy she was sleeping with. Valerie, sorry, Victoria. I, uh, I, I either think... could be the case. I yeah. don't think she tried to kill him. She... He wouldn't have gone with her if she tried to kill him." Yeah, maybe. 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 I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Now I'm not sure.
3: So Ray goes over for the weirdest like uh, interrogation. An ambush. Yeah, he wants to see her gun. Gun's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Look, nothing's going on there." But she closes her blinds. Yeah, because she-, yeah, she can see. He says, "Like i there have been reports that blah blah blah." Yeah, it was like she on, says right? the drugs are insulin, which Jill does not believe. And
2: she does give him a con- container of insulin. Yeah. So it's obvious that she has the stuff. Maybe she is a diabetic. Yeah. Who, who knows?
3: But then Jill immediately sneaks into her office and uh. breaks into her desk and finds that the gun is gone. Breaks in with silly. Diefenbaker. Yeah. I can, think
2: Diefenbaker gave wolf, her the idea. Get
3: the wolf in trouble, why don't you, lady? Steal the wolf that doesn't belong to you. So well, they f- they're taking care of him.
2: They find sure. her morphine stash.
3: Yeah. At the same time, they find out that the photographer, mm-hmm. who is the one that took the blackmail photos of them hooking up, and is the guy that, that uh, the intern met and gave the money to, has been murdered.
2: That's right. So,
3: yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. So, we know the intern is probably next, uh, but then he shows up while Jill is still in the office with Diefenbaker, so they have to hide in the closet while the intern and Surgeon, who we finally find out is named Dr. Carter, uh, fight with each other about, you know, you never loved me. I would have given you the money if you had just asked, all this stuff. I'm pretty, such a fool.
2: Pretty reasonable reasons to be angry. Yes. I mean, she's not the best person, but he's worse. Yeah,
3: yeah he definitely. Did it because you owed someone money. Ramirez. Yeah. And he does try to be like, you know, it's just you know it wasn't it's not as bad as you think kind of thing it's just yeah. like i needed the money so i did it kind of but yeah Why? and at the same time sh- sh- bento is racing over there that's yes! Like, oh, <laughs> he, is,
2: he is up out of bed. This was cool. This was well, he
3: tries to call security, and they yeah. don't believe him. They're like, oh, you're just a crazy person, which is like, that's not good hospital policy. You're
2: just on your meds. Yeah. Please. Or off your meds. Yeah.
3: And so he tries to get there on his own in his wheelchair, because this whole time we've been seeing, like, he's struggling. He yeah. can't walk. He's not getting better. And then he crashes his wheelchair, so he has to drag himself up the stairs. <laughs> that the was side. awesome. Oh, It was intense. but horrible. And also, Ray is also rushing to the scene at the yes. same time. But it's too late, because they're in there, and there's a gun. And then Diefenbaker, I think, makes a noise, which causes doc- the doctor to open the door.
2: And they both back away when Diefenbaker rushes out. Yeah. And then they run out into the hallway. Everyone, everyone runs out. Doctor opens fire and The gun and goes, the goes off.
3: in yeah. the hall. She, it was full of people. Nuts. Yeah.
2: That was crazy. And so everyone scatters. Cops start showing up. Ray's waiting off to the side. Benton is trying to talk her down.
3: Put down the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Frazier tries to talk her down. And this was like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he was c- covered in blood.
2: Yeah. From in, his head.
3: And sweat. Yes. And he looked so gross. It was awful. And I get it. That was hard. Like it's more realistic, I guess, than what we would normally get. But I didn't care for it.
2: I think we lost a scene. It here. Looked Where like did he, he get his head wound?
3: All down his face. Agreed. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was sweat. I think
2: we but didn't see him get that head and head injury. Yeah, I, I don't
3: know why he was bleeding.
2: I think they cut a beat. Maybe of when he crashed with the wheelchair. Yeah, it's
3: possible. Maybe he could have hit something. That's the yeah. only. But he seemed to... as off balance as she is in the scene. I was like, yeah. I don't, you're both crazy right now. Mm-hmm. You both look like you need help. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, but yes, so she fires. And he, Frazier jumps in front of the guy. I again. know. He
2: tries to get in front of the intern, and then Ray, Ray gets in front of both of them. Yeah,
3: and gets shot. Yeah, which so is so good. Fantastic. Wrote, shot I love this score, but don't
1: uh, why. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I'll uh, have to go back and. <laughs> And then the lady who tried to kill Ray is comforted by a nurse as she's taken away. Yes! I, like, I saw that too! Jesus! Like, and then I thought she's a hospital employee, right? So those, those people know her. Yes. Right. So like, it is kind of a unique situation, I guess. But yeah, I also noticed that that was super weird. <laughs> uh, and then Fraser helps Ray recover, returns the favor. And they're Eve and Stephens, even Stevens, my favorite Shia LaBeouf show. No one says that anymore. Yeah. It was amazing. Just, yeah. Pretty
2: great. My question, how did she find the photographer?
3: How did she find him?
2: How did she find and identify the photographer? Oh, in the film? how did she
3: track him down? Well, she saw him.
2: That's true. Maybe it was someone.
3: Maybe she knew who he was. Was
2: it another one of the orderlies or, yeah. that we'd seen on the roof? rooftop?
3: It was possible, because we did focus on them. I really thought something was going to happen with them. Yeah. So maybe it's someone that worked in the hospital. But he's a—they he, say he's a photographer. So mm. I don't know. The, maybe they, they're they calling him the, the photographer because he took the blackmail pictures. Yeah
2: because he would have needed an accomplish. I feel like
3: she said he was dead in his studio anyway we'll never know we'd have to go back and watch it again
2: very interesting Um, but great episode a lot of fun
3: yes I'm pro guys I think if this ever yeah. comes on Netflix you should definitely watch it it's pretty it.
2: great I would watch at least the at first least until two Ray seasons.
3: is gone yeah exactly and
2: I, I would give the other ones a shot I hear good things and I looked up the other guy he seems great it's yeah. a cool character it's a cool way of dealing with uh, losing That's an actor very strange ve- Yeah, yeah not something you'll see often But, um, okay. You guys ready for a little quiz? Yes! All right. Question number one, TV Donut Quiz. Fraser's ghostly father comes in handy in episode 13 when Frasier, A, investigates a ring of fraudulent psychics, B, has himself admitted to a psych hospital to investigate the death of a patient, C, starts investigating the death of his own mother, or D, Fraser and Vecchio investigate real hauntings, quote-unquote, on a Chicago ghost tour.
3: Ooh. Do you want to go first? Or do you going
2: want to go with first? A. I'm going to say B. Hannah gets it. Yes. It's B. Yes! It's the perfect, perfect cover.
3: I was between A and D. I was, I was between A, B, and D. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Diefenbaker the Wolf can read lips, but not just in English. What other language is Diefenbaker fluent in? Oh my God. A. German. Ojibwe. B. Cree. C. French. Or D. Inuktitut.
3: Wow! Know all of the above.
2: Know all of the above.
3: I feel like he speaks all of those languages. Could be any. Uh, I'll say Cree. Oh no! Yes, I'll go with D. B. Final answer.
2: D is correct. Shoot! Regional Aboriginal language. Well done. That's one. One. It's a tie. Dear God. Which of these ultra Canadian <laughs> storylines does not occur in the first season? A. Frasier worries his pet wolf may be reverting to his wild ways. <laughs> B. Mm. Frasier forms a neighborhood watch group that is too diligent. C. Frasier must help his childhood friend, now a pro hockey player. Or D. Frasier is put on babysitting duty for a Canadian actor who's been spoiled by Hollywood. Oh which has not happened. Which is which of these Canadian storylines has not happened? A. A. Nope.
3: No. Oh,
2: it's D. Shoot. Babysitting the actor. <sighs> uh.
3: Okay. All right.
2: What is Fraser's catchphrase? Is it mm-hmm. A. Sorry, so sorry. B. Much obliged. C. Thank you kindly. Or D. Many thanks. He uses it in both episodes.
3: Oh wow! I think it's much obliged. I do too.
2: Nope, that's my catchphrase. C. <laughs> thank you kindly. Thank
3: you kindly. Cute. All right. Is that wow! So me right now? No, we're one one. You're one
2: one. You're tied.
3: Is this the last question? No, I
2: got uh, I got two more. Where's the donut? The donut's over here in the oh, okay. bag. okay. You'll see it. Recurring character Buck Frobisher, introduced in episode 103, is played by what famous Canadian actor and comedian? A. John Candy. B. Dan Aykroyd. C. Phil Hartman. Or D. Leslie Nielsen.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. If I'll... you're
2: familiar with Paul Gross, or the actor in the show, you'll know this one.
3: I wish to say... Leslie Nielsen, same. It is. Men with brooms.
2: Men with brooms. Leslie Nielsen's father was a Mountie, and uh, Leslie Nielsen also played a ton of cops back before everyone realized how funny he was. Pretty so awesome. John Candy was dead by then. Yeah, he was, but he was or a...
3: maybe ninety-five, pretty close to that. Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about, well, Phil Hartman also was pretty close. Pretty close. That, later, he's, later in the nineties, he's
2: ticking time bomb right Less there. Best
3: in peace to both of you. Yes. All
2: right, it's two-two. Here's a tiebreaker. The final episode written by series creator Paul Haggis is A. Episode 204 A Bird in the Hand B. Episode 303 I could have been a defendant Episode C. 122 Letting Go, the one we just watched Or D. Last episodes of the series 412 and 413 Call of the Wild
3: Wow. I'll say he wrote the finale I will say something different and go with season 2
2: Saskia, you've got it. The very last episode he wrote was 204. Fourth episode. 204.
3: The Only show, four episodes after this one. Damn That's it. right.
2: And then he he's out. And then the yeah. steer show continues go. He's to got blood. movies to write. Crazy. And
3: to harass. You've won. We shall share the donut. An extremely
2: Canadian donut. Oh my God. Much like Benton Fraser, it's a vanilla old fashioned.
3: Oh, it's so Tim Hortons We should have mm. gone to Tim Hortons for this one.
2: I That is a really good point. Next
3: time. Damn it.
2: You know what? Whatever. Thank you. Lucky's is a Canadian donatisserie.
3: Yes. Exactly. So we're it all counts. pro. We're all pro. Everybody thinks you should definitely watch Do South. It's Excellent. A really
2: good show. Yeah. It's really good.
3: I was pleasantly surprised.
2: I yeah, me too, actually, because this could have aged really poorly. Yeah. But it feels Yeah, it even
3: looks good still. That's it does. pretty incredible. Yeah. Considering how old how old, how long ago it was shot. Yeah. Good for us. All right, should we pick hey. our next yes, show? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Okay, so I'm going to give you Nova. a little cheat on this one. Okay. Our dearest friend, uh, Jacob Hiltz, oh. has not made an appearance this season, I don't think. Has he? Is that a fact? No, he has. But has that. he? Definitely. Which show? Uh, But he really wants us to pick The Sopranos. Oh. Yeah, he's been obsessing oh. about it since the first season of TV Donut. This yes. is true. So you may pick any number between 1 and 905, but oh. between 83 and 213 are every show that starts with the word the. Oh, my oh God. My, oh, wow. Oh, my <laughs> God. Holy. Okay. This gives you a better shot of finding The Sopranos uh, uh, if you want to go oh for it. Okay. But uh, there's probably also a lot of shows a lot of, that start with the word the that are terrible. Oh, so. okay. Uh, well, I'll I'll do it.
2: All right. You said between 83 and 205? 213. 13. This is so rare to
3: that's get That's a lot. Hint. How many is that? I'm not good at math. Um, 217
2: 30? plus what? What was it? 213? 230, isn't it?
3: Eighty three yes you're right. I will go with one hundred and six.
2: Okay. It's a gonna, lot of shows. I'm going with two hundred
3: and one. That's like a third Two hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready? Oh, I I really, am ready. I'm ready. Saskia, it's your donuts. I think so you, you went you get too high. To make the ultimate decision between one hundred and six, which is the Sopranos! What? Oh my you god, you did it! What? How's that possible? I'm not lying. Guys. Uh-huh. That's I'm an, not lying. How is that so close to the top of the list? It's an alphabetical yeah. reverse alphabetical. It's order. in reverse.
2: We split it. That's what I thought. I was going for the other side. That's
3: what I thought. Uh, 201, <laughs> just in case. That's a freaking miracle. Uh-huh. Is the Big Bang Theory. Boo. Boo. Boo.
2: <laughs> Who cares?
3: Okay, guys, so tune in um, next time for us to watch the first and final episode of the Sopranos series. Oh series! And we are going to talk some wow. shit about that.
2: I'm going to go watch the entire series. Okay, we well, got <laughs> two <laughs> weeks
3: to get to that. Okay? Can do. All, All right. right.
2: I will kill you